0: Everybody, hi! It is the Balls in Your Court podcast with Maddie and Kat. and we are on episode ten. Yeah, we've hit double, <laughs> double digits. digits, which is really exciting. <laughs> you know, like when you were a kid and you hit double digits, that was like the peak. Defining, yeah. I remember and it and was downhill from then. Yeah, it was to be honest, because you're and like the only time will be if you hit, hit quadruple digits would be, which would be when you hit a hundred quadruple
1: digits. Yeah, well,
0: if you quadruple, no, quadruple, triple. <laughs> Four, three,
1: sorry, nobody. Sorry, I. Skipped. <laughs> <laughs> dipped a whole thing you go from 10 to a thousand i can't wait um, it does feel like that sometimes no it god. does feel like that sometimes triple when you hit triple digits
0: 100 although a lot more people are living to 100 these days so unfortunately may, yeah you're right um it's actually not necessarily a good thing that's actually the problem with world population
1: aging it's, populations it's, it's, it's them. They're, they're, they're the issue so the next this d- is an ages podcast now <laughs> yeah for, we, we, we're already anti-social anxiety <laughs> oh god yeah I'm, um so any one, well, we are so we didn't mean to be rude about people that had social anxiety. In, we just don't relate. No, that's not true. I don't have to get social anxiety. Um, this re- is in our
0: last podcast. We talked a lot about how we dominate conversations, um, mm. and that like there are a lot of quiet people who were just kind of like, can you like speak up a little bit? Or like, <laughs> yeah. and we just listening back to the podcast, we realised everything was said in jest. Yes, although we might have
1: come across as slightly obnoxious extroverted people. Yeah, which we acknowledge, um, and please. Counsel us. We have uh, flaws. We, we, we've taken this on and yeah. we're gonna reflect on this and come back stronger. We are. So how has your week been How then? was my
0: week? Um, my week's been pretty pretty good. These are the first couple of weeks since I turned 26. Mm-hmm. Feeling fresh. Um, my close um, to the quadruple digits. Now, oh gosh, you know? yeah, I'm getting I'm yeah. edging closer, closer to the quadruple. Um my girlfriend took <laughs> nice, me moist. and her to see. Wicked, Wicked last week, which was that. really, really good fun. I love the theatre. Um, I love musicals to be specific. I saw Wicked probably about ten years ago with my family. Um, but she'd never seen it. Are you both musical people? I think probably like musicals. I think maybe I like musicals a bit more than her. Um, like I. But she
1: likes you, so she tolerates.
0: It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, no, no, no. But she does also. She does like musicals, and she'd never seen Wicked, so we thought like this was a good opportunity. It was very cute. was it good opportunity. Wicked? It was wicked. Yeah. Um, when they sang um, Defying Gravity, I almost cried. Oh my God. It's actually just so powerful because it, like the 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 actress, the singer who sings it, just had the most stunning voice. <laughs> absolutely stunning. The way that she could hit the notes. Just, just absolutely beautiful. Um, and I mean, the song itself is a lot, it's about, you know, Defying Gravity. It's defiant. It's, really? I mean, it's about the wicked witch of the West mm. and how she's kind of reclaiming her story. And, actually it's like she's not actually so wicked like in the wizard of oz she's seen as like this wicked person that dorothy has to like kill but Maybe she
1: has social anxiety. She does have social anxiety <laughs>
0: because she's born green. Oh. This is the whole thing. She was like, she
1: was othered for wow. her whole life. Edward Said. Edward Said. Said? 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 I don't know. I said. actually looked said. up the other day because I was actually worried. I always say Said. I would think it's Said. Yeah. Knowing his background. Yeah. But I had a look online and someone said Edward Said. Mm. But I feel like you are right. I, I, I don't think, know. I think the internet's wrong. Okay. I trust you more. Wow. You trust me more I than the internet. I, I think I do. This is a good
0: partnership. It
1: is. It is. Um, yeah. So
0: anyway, that's kind of what's happened in my week. Um, I'm. I do. I. I did a pub quiz the other day. I love pub quizzes. That's another thing about me. I love pub quizzes. I'll always do a pub quizzes. I, I like do you'd be
1: good at pub quizzes. I feel like you got. Not. You have
0: knowledge. I have some knowledge. I. Sh- I feel as though I should be better at pub quizzes. Like, really? I do have general knowledge. I quite like pop culture questions. Mm. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't have as much knowledge about like historical events as I would like. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, Just like
1: recalling dates and things. I'm scarred. From all those fucking quizzes and lockdown, lockdown, oh the quiz, the Zoom God. quiz period I of time. I fucking hate that. As someone with a fragile insecurity, well, with a fragile security over my intelligence, even though you're highly intelligent. Thank you, and that's why I'm highly intelligent because I had such deep insecurities. Right. <laughs> no. Okay. But as in, like, it, I like, I, uh, I'm a bad loser. Mm. I will admit, I'm a bad loser. Are you Quite competitive. I'm really competitive. Uh, I can't take losing, and um, sometimes I do lose. And what happened? My housemate at the time was she just had she would always say my brain's like a sponge yeah. and i'd be like fuck off and but she was it was true yeah. like she fucking knew everything and so i had no chance against her and so we'd be playing like pop quizzes every night and i'd just be like my self-esteem was just to the fucking floor yeah so i hate quizzes but i'm glad you had the quiz
0: the thing is the fun thing about quizzes is i rarely ever even come close to winning them like as in when i go to pubs and stuff mm. um i think there's an age thing like it's usually people in their like mid the, the middle-aged people they often win yeah i'm limited in some way by my age (laughs) although you could say i could learn um but i read a fucking book as long as if i come like average or above average so say like there are eight teams and i come
1: third Mm. like that will be a win well this comes down to you have security in yourself probably well i don't know maybe 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 maybe. Maybe. anyway so
0: what about your week what what have you been up to
1: i've had quite a big week actually Oh yeah um in my small little bubble world Mm -hmm. of Geography, <gasps> geography. Yeah, I I just came back from the Geographical Association conference. Is that run by the RGS? Or... No, it's not the RGS. So there's the RGS and there's yeah. also the GA, which is the Geographical um, Association. Okay. And they're basically like the two main runners. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. But I think actually the GA might be actually bigger. Okay. The RGS is like white. It's quite it's, it's old. old. It's quite old, and so it's like long-standing. But I think really the GA has more members. Okay, sure. Um, so it's not just teaching, but also just like general geographers. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there was a conference on, and I actually think. Uh, <gasps> Amazing! You're yeah. a speaker. I do speak. not just on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a legit speaker. I go beyond this. Yeah. Well, I'm part of this group called Decolonizing Geography, and I mm-hmm. have been for about like over a year. And it's genuinely not to be um what's the word? What's the word when you're being honest? Honest. Yeah, it might be that. <laughs> um, not to be sincere, overly sincere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's honestly like being part of the Decolonizing Geography group. Um, educators collective. Um, has just been like the best experience. Like, oh, that's great. Not only like academically or like career wise like mm. genuinely the best experience like being part of a group and we basically like did a lecture and a mm. workshop um about is this like a
0: cross across <clears throat> school like it's not just in your school it's it's people are people part of this group from lots of different schools
1: yeah and not, and not only just schools so it's not just teachers but also like academics and okay. people work like pe- anyone slightly interested in education so from universities and mm-hmm. beyond um and sometimes just like people in the dropy discipline um and so yeah we had basically been building our sort of critique that we were doing um sort of our presentation for like about like a good a good while like sort of mm-hmm. doing like meetings all the time about it and it was just really great to basically talk like meet each other in person have that community and just have a really good conversation can anyone and go to these conferences you have to be part of the ga which uh, is quite expensive but i think it's it, annoying yeah yeah it is a bit payable but we have the decolonizing geography group we have a website so you can go have a look at it and there's lots of articles because but... you could kind of
0: say that's a bit counterintuitive, isn't it mm. That like only people who can pay can yeah. access
1: this kind of education well that that's why we are trying to like in the, the drop group it's free like our website is free and yeah. like, we are trying to expand and we actually we want to do a conference one day so hopefully anyone can come that. okay great because yeah, so i'd like to come for sure yeah it was it was just yeah it was really good presenting mm-hmm. i usually actually get really nervous about um like public speaking yeah but this time around i feel like i don't know i i was able to stay grounded mm-hmm. and i actually at one point like with and also like you know the people asking me questions were like professors at oxford and this person who's like you know people's like work i've actually like written and like like read and like cited mm-hmm. and then I'm like kind of debating them about what our criti- like decolonial critique is and wow. at this one point I started like leaning slightly against the podium and I was like fuck me I'm fucking relaxed
0: yeah look um, at me just
1: chatting away yeah, like an academic I know. so I, I don't know I felt kind of I felt really proud of myself and I felt really proud of the work that we did and I think that I do think that like it did give lots of people like food with thought. anyway anyway that's just me nerding out to, yeah like, I love it. that. so on um but yeah I think like one thing also that was like it was good also to see other people's presentations mm-hmm at mm-hmm. the conference um, and one that really interested me was my friend um, Alice Hoy who did a presentation about um, queer geographies. Queer
0: geographies. Cool. Yeah.
1: So sort of like looking at like LGBT representation and experiences in mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. and it really made me think a lot about being queer and a teacher. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't call myself queer. I guess being gay um, and a teacher um, and yeah just like what my experiences are of that and is our curriculum actually Open and yeah, accepting, queer friendly. Yeah, is it actually queer friendly? And mm. like after like looking at the work that she had done, I'm pretty sure, basically no. No. Like, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be here. Yeah.
0: There's not really a surprise. My there. thoughts are no, and I haven't really like done much research. So today the ball is in Cat's court. Um, following on from that, we're going to be talking a bit about queer geographies, mm. but just and we don't want to like intimidate people. We're not. We're not going to be like psychoanalyzing in in terms of um acad- like in an academic way. We're going to yeah. talk about our own experiences. We're going to talk about gossip. <laughs> this um, is a gossip. Podcast. So. So, so queer identities, that is today's main mm. topic, especially now that I'm a lot more open and accepting of my own kind of queer yeah. identity that I've kind of, that has taken a while, maybe the last year or so, for me to kind of come into. Um, having a girlfriend
1: helps. It does. Because, help. It helps to be a practicing queer. Uh, yeah, because
0: if I'm um, like, I feel a little bit like a fraud. I think that that, that maybe is a common experience for somebody who's bisexual. Okay. Okay. Um, well at least what, what I've been reading about. Because yeah. I, I exclusively dated men prior to this year. Um, so like to suddenly come in and like start dating a woman and kind of feel like I'm in the queer sphere, if you will. I like the rhyme. no Um, I feel like maybe I haven't earned my place. And like that sounds stupid because I know that no, like okay. yeah. I know that like like I basically don't feel that I've like suffered in a way that maybe a lot of other <laughs> people have when that who grappled with their queer identity as a young age I have Maybe a few friends
1: swam into it. I kind of just Got strolled girlfriend. I literally
0: strolled in and was like I'm gonna date this girl now okay we really like each other so we're gonna be girlfriends okay yeah. I guess I'm queer now like
1: yeah. as in like I guess like sometimes like well for a lot of people like being queer uh, whether it's their, their um, choice or not is a political statement mm. and I think that comes with definitely with being visibly queer mm. and probably also when you come into your queer identity I say like even five years ago yeah it would be so different I, exactly like, I, I, it's a lot more open now yeah and obviously this is like very UK specific Um, and actually I mean not even this is very London specific I can't talk about what actually the experiences are like in other places that mm. are maybe like less populated like yeah. London I'm
0: thinking harder in yeah. the more rural places if we're thinking about the geographies of the it the geographies literally literally yeah. the geographies of it mm-hmm. If more populated places more urban places other cities like Brighton, Bristol Manchester, Leeds all of these places will be it is easier to be a queer person I would think just based on like population Mm -hmm. like you you're not so much and not like you're not so much an individual but you don't you can blend more within a city because
1: there is more visibility there yeah and I think definitely growing up in a weird way I actually also relate to you Mm. like to an extent that I feel like I've had a relatively privileged experience of being gay like yeah I've had like like a fair a fair amount of homophobia like you know I think sometimes maybe I also think I do reflect on sometimes I think I like to easily brush over the experiences I've had like I've had yeah, like do you, think people... you play it down a bit I think so and I think I'm also mainly because I'm aware of the fact that um, it's not as bad as other people's but you know mm. just like I remember that time where down in East Finchley mm. like a man literally got up from his like table mid mid meal and like put some money down and like walked past me and my girlfriend at the time and mm. said fucking disgusting <sighs> and like that was like only like a it's few years outrageous. ago and like I've had like people do that on trains um, and actually do you know what's really interesting since mm. I Started dating again, mm-hmm. um, and I've like slash flash news. Cats oh, yeah. on the dating scene. <laughs> well, yeah, oh yeah, kind of on the dating scene. Well, like you're kind of t- well, like you're you're dating someone. Yeah, dating someone. You're dating someone. Yeah, also, I'm not yeah. like on the scene. Yeah, so don't look for yeah. cats. She's like you won't find me. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe who knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so since dating again, um, since dating again, um, I forgot what it's like to be visibly mm. queer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because obviously, I think unless. And I think unless like you're in the gay scene I don't think you'd think I was gay I think maybe like maybe to an extent Some people have said like my hair is like slightly mullity And so they think that yeah. like I look a little bit you know Limp breast But like lots of people like I think I'm like mainly red as straight And so since I've like been with people outside And have mm-hmm. say like for example like I like kiss someone after like a first date mm-hmm. um, And like someone like on a bike On like a motorbike like Shouts something obscene out mm. Like out not always out Outside, so he's not out of the fucking window, is he? No, <laughs> he just, just into the air. Into the air. <laughs> <laughs> into the air. Directed us. Yeah.
0: Um, what did What did he say? This motorcycle I list? can't. I
1: didn't even hear. It was like it was. There were two people. One I think was kind of like a wolf whistle, and the other one was something like some kind of yelling thing. But we didn't catch it. But we were right. like, oh, what the fuck? Whatever. Yeah. I like, yeah, completely yeah. forgot that happened. And 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 like even like the like first day I had with this person that mm-hmm. I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone like I mean this is also like comes into like gender. Um, and I hope they don't mind me like saying this like anecdote, but like yeah. Yeah. someone like walked by and was like oh like two girls kissing is that two yeah. girls kissing yeah um, and actually like the person I've been seeing is non-binary right and so like that was like oh like Frust- but also, very frustrating also, also if we were two girls kissing yeah why the fuck are you talking to why me why right do you now? need to comment
0: on it like would yeah. you do you just go around going like oh there's a dog yeah. oh there's a car yeah. oh like who
1: goes around just like just commenting like, yeah well done well done you have eyes well yeah exactly and it's just it's so bizarre like actually like forgetting and then re-remembering oh shit actually uh, this is different yeah. and people don't this is not normal for some people and it's just mm. it's so bizarre because like when you have been like I mean I've like I've always known uh, I feel, feel like I've always fairly kind of known I'm gay but I've like I've been hmm. out I guess yeah. Um, or like out to, with friends Uh, I guess since I've been like 17 not earlier than that no actually I'm trying to I'm trying to think back
0: to mine and Kat's long friendship I know um, well, when, when I knew that you were gay I think it was earlier than that
1: well because we when we re-met with sixth form, like hmm. 10 I'm pretty sure that's when I was like maybe. seeing someone, and hmm. and that I, I don't think maybe that is when maybe, maybe I just feel like it's been I more mean, than that. I mean, I had my first like like lesbian kiss like when I was 15, and then we didn't talk about it until we were like, no, I think no, we had the first lesbian kiss when we were 14, and then didn't talk about it until we were 16, yeah. And so I think like, it was only when we were 16, 17 that we started to actually like, explore right. that. Right, so okay, I, so maybe I it was about it, 16, yeah, 17. It then. feels like, yeah, i so yeah. like I've been out for like, I don't know, eight years. I no, I guess I'm gonna be 26. Yeah, so almost 10 years well like nine nine years or so well no, I guess yeah like nine years or so gosh yeah and I've been like and then I fully I accident. okay so then I came up to my parents when I was 18 mm-hmm. but um, when I when I left uni I was like like oh so what societies have you joined and I was like oh you know like like tennis and like uh, photo- photography and the LGBT society and my mum was like, like sorry what and my mom was like uh LGBT and she was like uh what is that and I was like um the lesbian gay yeah. <laughs> um, bisexual and transgender society and she was like hmm okay why would you be a member of that <laughs> Yeah. Pair? And then she didn't say anything. And then, uh, and then she was like, "So you, you gay? Are oh, you gay?" And I was so like, gay. "So gay? So gay?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." Yeah. I guess so I guess cool. so okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then like the next week I told her that I got a nipple piercing um and oh. like, yeah
0: do you want to kill her <laughs> yeah I know why do I okay I
1: for the life of me I have no fucking clue what possessed me to tell my mother that I had a nipple piercing yeah I cannot I cannot I must have been in a trance I was yeah. dizzy I don't know what I was doing but um I told that poor woman that I had a nipple piercing because yeah. I think I was suddenly like oh wow she didn't um kick me out of the house even though I was in the house but she was she didn't reject me she wasn't like wow I'm so Proud of you, all I'm. I'm yeah. glad that you told me. She was very much like okay, okay. Which to me was like a fucking win. I I didn't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know what would happen because my mom's obviously like Irish Catholic. Um, and so where was I? And yeah, and you so I got, and, yeah, they got <laughs> and then I told my mom because I was like, we're pals now. She accepts me. Yeah. And we're, we got right. this, and then and then my mom freaked out. Step too far. Yeah, and when I, when I told her, I got had that. Like she actually freaked out. And was like, yeah. You're. Are you gonna be like super promiscuous now? Are you gonna get AIDS? Like she was. Whoa. I think that was like. I think it was. Okay. just I understand. I mean, I. Don't I don't blame her at all i think she just kind of had like a knee jerk reaction to her. you told me this really big thing then you told me then this thing that obviously to her would be like insane um and it's insane that i even thought to tell her yeah and then and then i think she put two and two together and she was like eight yeah um so yeah that was a bit. What's was the shocking. biggest thing i can think of to do with gay issues I know, eight. yeah <laughs> and then i think it's funny and then i like i think i took a snapchat that night and was like low, i just came out to my mom yeah um and like saved it and then like a few years later it was like national coming out day hmm. and on facebook when people were slightly used facebook i think i posted that and was like lol throwback yeah in the honestly under the assumption that everyone knew i was gay oh. and then i realized that actually all these like randos that yeah. i like when obviously aren't in my life i was coming out yeah and it was so fucking weird like loads did of people me- message you yeah like loads of people messaged me like, like like not loads of people but a few people messaged me people like commented mm-hmm. um like loads of people liked it and i was like yeah. i was like oh was, was it like a positive response people were like yeah 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 okay but like i was in like i didn't realize basically that i was coming out I was yeah. just making like a light joke of like lol remember yeah. coming out um like everyone knows anyway or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. um but yeah I don't know why I just decided to my entire coming out story there but anyway. I think it
0: I think if there mm. are if ever this podcast kind of grows in its listenership from just our close friends <laughs> um then and it, the people that we're dating <laughs> yeah well yeah and yeah exactly people who basically we like make listen yeah I've yeah. actually already been told by some friends that I plug the podcast too much <laughs> really? they just like stop talking about the podcast and I'm like but how will people listen also this is such an outlet for us that like um, if people don't like I don't need people to listen but ultimately like I think it's a supportive thing as my friend to listen you don't have to listen to all of them but like I think it's like it's something that matters to me so if you like me then maybe you should check it out like that's kind
1: of my view of it but I was just thinking going back to what you were saying there about like feeling like a fraud I think like to an extent yeah like my coming out story wasn't that tough like yeah. I don't feel I didn't feel like I had a huge amount of internal struggle I mm-hmm. think I very much knew that I um, was gay and then yeah I didn't really have a huge mm-hmm. amount of struggle and my parents I think took a little bit of a while getting used to it but like relatively speaking though like they dealt pretty well with it and yeah. have like really like worked hard and I'm really like I appreciate that um, and so like, my experience hasn't been as traumatic as lots of other people's and also like you know like being in London I think it was just easier Um, I think I, I feel like I don't know there was this weird thing I think in like when we were like around like 13 14 where everyone was kind of like slightly emo and slightly seen mm. on Facebook that like it was unlike cool. me it was cool yeah yeah. <laughs> it was just a nerd <laughs> no. nerd through and I through I was a nerd but then I like then tried to like make myself less nerdy but then it kind of became cool to be by do you remember um, that, was that in your school I don't really th- I think there was a phase of like maybe some of the cooler kids who like yeah, maybe, maybe were like no, experimenting a bit i think the cooler kids
0: here. That was who like like some of the girls were like starting to like get with each other and stuff yeah. like that but I, I what that wasn't really my experience and like my yeah it wasn't mean. it wasn't really necessary not not in a homophobic way just in a kind of way that we were like
1: well we're not gonna do we weren't really getting with any we weren't getting with boys either so we were just like We'll just be ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I feel like, but, but the thing is, like, my group wasn't doing that. But the popular group in my school was doing that, like mm. posting on Facebook, like them kissing each other. Mm. And I think that kind of exposure, it didn't make it like it didn't like change. Like homophobia's ended now, mm. but like it definitely made it less daunting because it became a kind of thing of actually, I didn't actually want to say I was gay when I was in school, even mm. though I knew, knew I was, because I thought that no one would believe me. Right. Because it seemed oh. like at that time, everyone in, who was popular started saying that they were bi. Right. And they they probably were. But, as in everyone started being like oh like they're just doing it to be cool that's mm. what it was in my school like right. in like i think like i think that's a privilege of like being like where, like going to school in like camden where it was kind of like people wanted to be alternative yeah, and yeah that yeah. kind of seemed like the alternative thing and they might be by still but i think that's probably why there wasn't there wasn't people weren't openly gay in my school mm. but there were like some couples and like people might have said a few comments but for the most part it wasn't too bad and so i understand that feeling of like feeling like a fraud mm. in that i know other people particularly like in terms of LGBTQIA yeah. like there's so many intersections of like um who actually needs more support like you know trans people and yeah. non binary people um like uh people of color like within yeah. that like are are and 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 to an extent, like, yes, like I feel like maybe like people like you and I, like, can just sit, like, step, step, step back and say, Well, we can use the privilege that we have yeah, to we st- yeah. help. I definitely people. have white
0: privilege, and you, you're you like, kind of, I
1: have middle class privilege, yeah, and uh, I have half, I have mixed race privilege, it's tricky, yeah, I definitely, but I do um benefit from having a white mum, yeah, um, and we benefit from being in London, like, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, for me, so I I've been doing a lot of reading and stuff about like, um kind of queer identities and and, and and stuff like that and like it's because um it seems as though it's actually a bit of a phenomena that um during lockdowns so in the last 2 years there's been a surge in particularly women or female presenting people coming out really? during the pandemic it like it's about? it's been like an it's almost been like a uh, an epidemic in itself but like in a really good way <laughs> an epidemic an epidemic in a good way yeah, of like a so lots, lots of women realizing or not necessarily realising, but accepting that maybe they're bisexual or even le- a lesbian. Why do
1: you think do you, do you think that is because people aren't in social spaces so they don't feel like they need to conform as much to whatever they're seeing around them and so they're spending more time alone Thinking. and being reflective.
0: Yeah. I think that's a lot of I think there are there must be a multitude of reasons. I know for myself, I kind of came to this point um during the pandemic where, you know, I'd been dating some some guys and I was enjoying it. I like I, I am attracted to men. But I realised that I also had some attractions towards women um, in particular. I had this major crush on this actress. Who? Called Charlotte Ritchie. She's oh, in the really? show Feel Good. Yeah. Um, I watched Feel Good and I fell in love with her. She's so beautiful. I she's, don't see it. She's just like um. She's like that. She's like my type. Like she's quite femme. She's quite cute. Like yeah. yeah. Um And anyway, like she. I actually credit her to helping me a lot with my own queer really? like I realizations. There, oh, there were lots of other people as well <laughs> along the way. Um, but yeah. And um, had there and, been also people though in real life yeah, there have been some people in real life who i I realized that I probably like really was attracted to and in, in more than just like I like you as a person kind of way um but not i i yeah, like I um came to this point where I was just like, I don't want to live with regrets, I don't want to look back on my life and think, why did I never explore a part of me that was there, a part of me that was attracted to women. And I felt as though it was something that maybe I could, like in in it was 2021. In 2021, I I could maybe basically just slip into it. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't a warm bath. Like yeah, I I love baths as well, so that's a good analogy. Um, I I don't I I don't have a coming out story. Like I don't I kind of just started telling my friends or like speaking to my friends about it. My close friends. Um, and then I was branching out to telling like a few more of my friends and but the reaction was always very positive mm-hmm. everyone was just like oh great yeah date women do that like great um and I changed my hinge profile to being um everyone um on January the 1st 2022 no way. was that like so this conscious is, like yeah conscious decision I got it was New Year's Eve I literally was like I was talking um to my friend Katie about it I was like I think I'm just gonna do it and this isn't like a drunk decision as people know I don't drink so like I was just i, I was just, lucid I was just there like yeah it's a new year um I'm just i'm just gonna like actually embrace something I'm gonna put myself out there i changed my hinge I matched with my now girlfriend a few days later and uh, here we are like I don't it, it's been like miraculously rapid for it's me
1: almost like kind of almost it's kind of nice how easy it's been it almost shows not that not that if it's difficult it means that it's wrong but it's quite nice how easy it was it's not Nice, but it's also that's what makes me feel
0: like I haven't struggled really. But having said that, having said that, do you want to do you want me to get into disguise and homophobically slow you? No, outside? <laughs> I wouldn't like that. um Having said that, um it has taken me a bit more time to be comfortable about p like I'm not I'm not big on PDA anyway, mm. but like w- uh, walking down the street holding hands.
1: I was going to ask you like, um, you...
0: Yeah, we we do do that sometimes now, and I'm feeling like a lot more comfortable about it. Like. I think ultimately if anybody else has a problem with it that's really a them problem Um, have you
1: felt any different though like do you feel self-conscious or have you felt like you've like seen anyone look
0: I do think that
1: people like when like say
0: if I I walk her to the tube station or something um, and then like we kiss goodbye or something I do think people like take notice more so than they would if it was a straight couple but I haven't I thus far haven't experienced Mm. any anything actually homophobic in terms of nobody said anything but you do get people kind of look like oh like no Notice, yeah, people do, like, a double, like, oh, They do, uh, like, wait. oh, wait. Um, yeah, yeah, I
1: think definitely, like, a lot of that comes down to, sort of, like, visibility mm. and how you're read as a person. Yeah. Um, And uh, there's a really incredible geographer, actually, called Jill Valentine, who mm. I used to fangirl over. And oh, yeah. Weird story. When I was in Sheffield, I moved to Sheffield after uni. I remember, um, yeah. And had a very terrible time there, post-gradu- <laughs> post-graduation. Um, and she was this, like, geographer that I had, like, what, like, I really... I think I've heard of her. Yeah, she did a lot of, like, queer geographies mm. and, th- and a lot of, like, feminist historiography, she's a yeah. really good writer um and uh i was sort of like you know lost in my life and was like what the fuck am i doing mm. and i was like working this bar job at like sheffield i think wednesday like um football club oh yeah in the bar and um i served jill valentine <laughs> and oh my her partner, amazing um, like a beer and a pie and i was like my life feels so fucking surreal right now like that. yeah anyway but um she she's written a lot about like how like um queer people like experience like the streets mm-hmm. and like different things that they do To almost like signal the fact that they are gay, and or or to hide the fact that they are gay, and and, like you know the differences in queer experiences depending on how visibly Mm. queer you are. Yeah, and like probably like both of us aren't that visibly queer. No, but like I it's funny when I was younger, I actually really wanted to look visibly queer, and I found it really frustrating that I couldn't be like read as such. And Mm. so sometimes I would actually change the way I looked to make sure that like I was like, can people like tell? Kind of almost to like highlight to people like you don't even have to speak to me but you should know yeah. I'm queer but as I've gotten older I've stopped caring yeah. and now I'm like I just want to like dress however I dress but I do yeah. think like part of that experience of like not being um, like the privilege in basically not I think particularly with not being butch mm. or not being like non-binary yeah. and in like the way like we like dress means that probably our experiences of being queer is quite different
0: mm. I mean so for me like I I like I do feel I'm not I wouldn't describe myself as like super femme but I am fe- more femme like and that's and that's how I like I you know I I I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't say like mm. I dress in in a particularly mask
1: way. Have you been uh, getting with all the terminology? I have.
0: Of all, oh like, my all The queer terminology. So I have. It's I've the whole, been getting all subculture. It is a whole really sub- fucking is. Okay, so I'm not on TikTok. Yeah. But apparently, Don't. but my <laughs> girlfriend has said that there's like a whole. Oh me. you have whole no gay fucking TikTok. Clue. Like her whole section of TikTok I can't, which, I, I
1: can't look away which is like obviously, too much. obviously it's an algorithm so the fact that she sees it means that she's looking at yeah. it and I also get it too despite yeah, myself yeah. I just can't look away Yeah. Um, it's like it's this fucking spectacle man like yeah. some of the shit people post is so cringy all the thirst traps oh, and stuff like, like that some people are literally like thrusting into the air I've actually seen videos videos of real life nice fucking humans fucking lesbians like showing off their like licking skills oh, like literally tongue out wow. fucking like pretending to lick the air find god uh, that's funny it is, no, <laughs> neither of us have god <laughs> no. but like it's, it's honestly shameful people need to have more shame on tiktok although but we're not although, shaming wh- although, anyone although, although why am I seeing it though yeah why am I looking at it also we
0: shouldn't shame anyone because people should be allowed to do whatever they want
1: no I disagree and, people okay. should not be allowed to do that they should be arrested to be that. fair like I would
0: be so if I would feel very I wouldn't like to see um, a video of somebody um, pretending to like suck a dick like, <laughs> it's true
1: exactly Like this
0: fucking Disgusting. either of those are really inappropriate I
1: think even if I fancied someone so fucking bad mm. if they sent me a video of them like <sighs> licking the air oh my God. I would get the worst case of the ick ever known that's to so, man. Gross. so oh, gross so gross oh it's so grim man. what are you doing Keeps, look at
0: yourself keep some things between the sheets you know yeah. not on the vi- um yeah so but I, I, I've been stuck star- I've watched this um, YouTuber called Elena Joy she's um, she's really great because she talks a lot about her like kind of gay story which is that originally a few years ago she decided she was bisexual Um, and so she did like she was doing quite a lot of videos about um, being like newly in the queer sphere in in that sense and like her her bisexual identity she then was she was dating a man um, and how she navigated dating a man but but being attracted to women as well and then she kind of did a 360 um, or rather a 180 I don't really know Um, and she. (laughs) threw she turned around and she no yeah so she she did a 180 (laughs) rather if we you know the mathematical term monology and she actually was like um I know that I've been with this man but I don't actually think I was ever actually attracted to him in that way I liked him as a person but I don't actually think I'm attracted to him I think I am actually only attracted to women Mm. I think I am a lesbian and now um she's spent the last kind of year year and a half um doing lots of videos about how she feels as like just being like a lesbian, she talks to loads of like other social media um, individuals, particularly particularly like people on TikTok who are like famous and stuff. And she she does this series called Lesbian versus Baby Gay. She's the, oh. which I think is quite cute. She's the baby gay, yeah, which, and yeah. she's talking to a lot of people who she considers to have a have a much uh, have more experience than her in in like gay she's spheres like and now. stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I would be the baby gay. Yeah, I would be you're the I'm, I'm a the les- lesbian. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> um, you're like I am I am I love <laughs> um, so anyway I just I've, I've been learning a lot of terminology I've been so I didn't realize right that um, in in yet uh, um, like female female or female non-binary or whatever relationships um, that people use the terms the terms topping <laughs> and bottoming I knew you were gonna say that yeah so I know. this is what I've been learning I yeah. this is the whole education for <clears> me so that so it's, it's mainly Americans and that there will always they'll be like are you a top well, no like, are you a top or you're a bottom there yeah. was like are you a bottom like oh no you've got really top energy you've got people in the
1: UK say that as well
0: yeah so this is what I've been learning yeah I don't like binaries in that sense and like I don't think that people need to be called a top or a bottom in any way I think that that maybe is a bit like regressive
1: yeah I have opinions on this go on give us your opinions (laughs) I really fucking hate the idea of like tops and bottoms like Mm. if okay if like you're having sex with someone with like and you they also have a vagina and you have a vagina yes um if someone okay maybe this is narrow-minded and I'm sure I'm sure there are other arguments to contest this okay and maybe this reflects on the way that I'm having sex and maybe for going to say actually you don't know anything about it okay <laughs> but anyway I just have to like preface it with that um but I think that if you both have fucking vaginas and someone's topping someone's not always going to be receiving I'm sorry that is like the thing with like that like that, that is just the case and so in like in in relationships where someone yeah like is very toppy and um like just like wants to I mean it's it's giving and Be receiving the giver yeah mm-hmm. it's giving and receiving is what really is it, what it means. Um if you guys have vaginas if someone's giving it's likely that the other person is not receiving. Not always there are definitely cases like say like if someone really gets off on like using like strap on mm-hmm. like then there's like giving and receiving there. But like you've got quieter. Have I have like d- sorry you were like a strap <laughs> did I actually I'm gonna whisper now <laughs> I was so I was uh, <laughs> unconscious. Um, strap on Um, so if um, yeah and and so I've always felt like in lesbian sex like with like two vaginas like do like uh, don't we all want to receive yeah Yeah. and don't we all want to give isn't it isn't it fun to give and isn't it fun to receive and I just think if you box yourself in this idea that I am this I am that how does that make sense sex is something that like occurs between two people and it's different every time I mean I'm sure you know like every time you have sex it's for uh, at least for me it's different and your dynamic is different with the way that your energy mixes with someone else Mm. and so to say before you even Start have like having that intimacy with someone to say I am this. Yeah. Unless I guess you know, like I know some people like they really do know what they want, and that mm. I guess that's fine, and maybe that's just it's a different experience for me. But I just think that like putting yourself in that box before you've even mixed with that person, yeah, is so to me I find that potentially limiting. I know and being like they have a very strong opinion on it. I just think that um I also think that like there's a lot of like stereotypes in terms of like if you're like more feminine, mm-hmm. are you just going to be then like, you're a bottom? Yeah, have you heard of like the term pillow pillow princess? Um vaguely. Yeah, p- pillow princess. This is basically just like someone who just like lies down and just receives, right? Um, and I like that's, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it's basically associated a lot with like sort of like feminine, um, like presenting, um, lesbians, um, or like bisexual people, um, and yeah, and that, and like I do have talked to like some people who are more masculine that say that they're like whenever they have sex, like sometimes people just assume yeah that they're going to be they're going to be a top, whatever. They're like going to be the dominant one. Yeah, but I maybe, but see, I think I mainly just have this opinion because like I just think it's just better to be first time. That's that's my Agreed. opinion, and I probably need to respect everyone else. No, but what I what I really don't like about it is that it what it actually
0: is top like the terms top and bottom is actually conforming to heterosexual stereotypes. It, it can it, be. It, it can, what I mean is like if you if you because it's, it to me it seems like you're saying like we need to have someone that is more like the man and someone who is more like the women. We need to in our relationship we need to still fit the binary of mm. somebody being the man who is more dominant, somebody being the woman yeah. who is less dominant. I don't like that
1: because that's, I, like, that's only if the person who is top would be masculine though yeah because like so, you know there are like lots of tops who would be like feminine yeah yeah
0: but either way like it, it not even thinking not about yeah. their their um gender like identity pre- presentation. presentation exactly like either way creating a binary saying one person is a top yeah. one person is bottom regardless of who they are i think is still is very heteror- problematic. It, it is heteronormative and it is problematic and i just is, yeah. i think i um like my girlfriend and i we're we're what would be called like what like the middle one but, uh, verse versatile or um, switch switch yeah that whatever that term but is so d- like, why do you we, need a fucking exactly, name for it exactly like, but like the point but I mean the point is that we we do, like it's it's very like it's equal between us like it doesn't we yeah. don't need to be one is a top and one is a bottom but, uh, like I just, whatever that I just means think
1: why, why do like I don't understand why categories things like that has to come into something that's like between Yeah. You, something something like yeah why that. do we always do... have to have labels because, because we're, just, labels. we're just trying to understand each other and I think like I don't know I just I've seen like especially on tiktok people like who seem to be like define their identity on it i i, I personally find pretty really fucking cringy to be honest but yeah i i have also felt the same i do i get what you mean though in terms of as like asserting a binary in, in which like one person always has to be the giver and one always has to be the receiver does kind of mirror the idea that a man is having sex with a woman yeah like a penis and a vagina and they are like depositing yeah that into a woman it, it, i don't know i don't know i think i i don't know there's lots to think about there because like, on the one hand I see what you're saying and on the other hand i'm like no tricky but it's very it's new. One. Nuance, yeah, it? it's really nuanced. It's way more nuanced. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, some people, you know, when it comes also then to like kink, mm. like some people are very much are like, they are very submissive and mm-hmm. very dominant. And that's like a whole other like field. Yeah. like Some people um, like that, that is genuinely how um, they experience, experience pleasure. And, and I think that's like, it's, it's as in, I have absolutely no issue with that at all. Mm. I think the, the problem I find is just like the very, like the, the, the normalization of that having to basically state whether you're a top or a bottom. Like I've had that in like dates where like people have genuinely been Like, sorry, you're top. It's like, are you, what's wrong wrong with you? Yeah, so you could get off
0: TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, so obviously, I haven't experienced any of that. And like, it's all just quite new to me. And I'm just like, wow, why are people like that? I mean, I think
1: it's like funny as like jokes and being like, oh, you little bottom. Like, it's funny as a joke. But like, when people like genuinely are like asking you, are you this, are you that? It's like, please get a life. Yeah.
0: Go touch grass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: speak, actually,
0: um, I've started reading the book that you got me for my birthday. Yes. Um, Oranges are not the only fruit. Yeah, exactly. Do you know I've never read it? Jeanette Winterson, for those who want to read it. It's a classic. It came out in the 80s. Um, But it's actually credited as being like very progressive in terms of its queer um, themes because it's about, um, I mean I've only read the first like 40 pages but it's about this, no no maybe yeah anyway, it's about this um, woman it's kind of semi-autobiographical but also fictional so she bases it on her life but actually like a lot of it is fictional. Um, This woman who grows up in a very Christian community um, Mm. that, like you know that spends a lot of time thinking about like how the devil presents in others and things like that and um, as the book progresses as, I mean I've read the blurb I know that she is going to start having feelings for uh, another woman and how she navigates that with her upbringing kind of there might be some parallels with you and your kind of Catholic upbringing I mean maybe this is this is quite extreme
1: yeah I feel like mine was that extreme like my main thing was just that me and my friend were hugging in the bathroom once me almost got sent to the head teacher because it was inappropriate touching yeah. in, in the Catholic school and they did actually ban girls from ha- holding hands Fans, but anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, but this this book, I think, well, maybe after I've read it, you can read it. Yeah. And then we can, like, discuss it. But I, I, um, I enjoy it. It's, yeah, it's interesting,
1: um, so far. That I've got uh, lots of other, uh, queer literature. You can send, so give some, me, one give one me all the queer, queer literature. G- Giovanni's Room by, um, James Baldwin No, nope, haven't read that. I, I mean, yet. I haven't read that, that much queer literature and at all. Uh, Black Wave by Michelle T is such a good book. Um, and actually, another classic that I actually recently read and I really liked was Ruby for Jungle. Okay. And that's, yeah, I can't remember who who wrote that, but that's like a classic kind of similar with mm. that book. Um and I think, yeah, I, I really liked that. It was easy to read and it was fun.
0: Because I just read Conversations with Friends, which is by Sally Rooney. Yeah. It's got queer themes in that like, but it's not actually I wouldn't say it's like it doesn't focus very much on on, yeah. on like queer relationships. It know. But you know, it is
1: good. I did I did enjoy it. It's quite hard to read. I want to read a lesbian book or a queer book that has good queer sex in it. Oh, yeah. I feel like I haven't really read a passage mm. in a queer book that has like actual good queer sex which is yeah. really annoying one book actually i did really love oh milk fed milk mm. fed by someone that i can't remember right okay. now but milk fed is such a
0: good book. so everyone listening up this is like our this, this is cat's recommendations it's like a book club yeah
1: it is but milk fed <laughs> like has like a really weird story about like this woman who like it's about like kind of like maternal like breast milk and like it's it's a bit of fu- it's a bit of fucking mm. weird but it's great and it's actually about Jews. people have their people. kinks don't they yeah they do they do people always
0: have weird kinks they
1: do no
0: judgment no judgment everyone's allowed to like what they like and you know always good to have fun some some kinks i will say i do find a bit strange like um like um you know there's that kink of people who like like peeing on each other i personally am a bit like mm, <laughs> unnecessary but you. whoever gets you off if it yeah i mean it gets even off. gets more extreme when people shit on each other that <laughs> yeah. to me is a step way too far i could maybe see peeing shitting me shitting is just such a personal experience. <laughs> it's really me time. I don't want to share that. I don't want to share that with anybody. Yeah. Oh, so for I, um yeah, like, I, what do you think about? Well, we're gonna start wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah, we should. But what do you think about peeing we on to shit? So. Peeing in front of your partner. Oh, I um, have no qualms whatsoever. I
1: don't mind peeing in front of a partner. I do have to say, I do like bathroom time as my own time. Yeah, and I think that's something of a boundary that I'm like definitely like. Like, I'm about, like showering. As I, as I, don't like showering? As I'm getting together? older. I, okay, I do like an occasional shower. Of course, like an occasional shower can be really intimate and really nice. Um, but for the most part, bathroom time is my time. I want to have a bit of privacy after like spending a lot of time, like having like a really nice time. But I have my whole routine, as we know, with my face creams and everything. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it as my little spa time. Yeah. I can be in front of a partner. I don't want to shit in front of a partner. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think that's where you draw the line. Mm, I, know, I know people who are like who are like, oh, it's fine, don't worry. No, no. I, I, I actually don't want to see it from you. No. I don't want this. I don't want. This. I I don't want to see you shit. Yeah, I, don't, and I, I don't definitely want this, don't want you to shit. Yeah, I don't shit. want this as part of our relationship. This is not let's necessary. It, let's keep it pure. No, I don't need to do Like, I don't think
0: that I... When you're in a relationship with someone, you share bodily fluids. That's, like, even just <laughs> yes, kiss yes, it. Even if you don't do anything sexual, you... Like, kissing is sharing of saliva, is, whatever, whatever. Yeah.
1: Um, have you seen Disobedience?
0: No. Uh, yes. Rachel, Rachel I friend. have. Rachel, my spits in Rachel McAdams' mouth. Yeah, I'm not that... I'm not into that, personally. <laughs> it was hot,
1: though. Yeah, but it was really hot. Yeah, it was, it was really hot. Really I watched. Yeah, I watched that last year. <laughs> I did try that once. It wasn't hot. But, um... mm, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like a bait, like a bird mum, like <laughs> dropping food into a bird's I think, like, mouth. I think after birds. that film came out, I think like pretty much like every lesbian couple was like, yeah, should we? And then was like, oh, Ooh. that was not as hot.
0: What? No, it's not for me. Um, but but so I just don't have any qualms about peeing and peeing in front of each other. I think it's have like you, have you gone to that stage? So I have peed in front of her. She hasn't yet peed in front of me. Ooh. I think it's maybe a bit more of a. Bad for her is and a, that's all right totally all right. all right we'll get there yeah but also if we don't if she doesn't want to that's her own choice go pee girl you can whatever like it. it's just but it I, it's just to me it's just like okay you're in the bathroom and i need to pee so can i just pee now mm-hmm. like it's not a problem mm-hmm.
1: um, I, I, yeah I, I think it can be hard to i've to- done it with partners
0: in the past a lot like yeah. it's not what? a problem for me
1: one last thing um is that it can be so hard to like go to the toilet like and have like a shit when you're like when you first start dating oh, someone for sure oh my god i have very regular bowel movements anyone that knows me I am a regular shitter in the morning like I probably shouldn't be talking about this god this <laughs> is it, very intimate it is but like as in, I, have, I just have a very good digestive system good it was really the point healthy here. very healthy very very healthy Um, but then like you stay at people's house and then someone's house it's like, house, like, ugh, it's like you... a vacuum goodbye
0: that's never coming out yeah So yeah. I know yeah yeah it's, it is tricky but then at the same time like you have to be able to like we have to be yeah. able to do that at each other's houses yeah. if you're gonna I'm regretting talking about this now we should End. it now. Anyway, that was a bit of shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, so today's top today's um, podcast, we did a range of topics, but the overall, the overarching topic was queer identities. Um, our, we kind of talked a little bit about our coming out stories, even though I, I as I said, I didn't have a coming, it out, is a coming out story. It is. I did tell. Oh, I like I my I have told my close family, um, as in coming my coming out fairy tale. My mum, stepdad, brother, and sister. Like, and as, like, obviously, all of my close friends know. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Told my outer family, like my cousins, uncles, and aunts. But like, um, I, I, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just, it is it, being Jewish adds a slight nuance in in that there is there is still some hope of homophobia in Judaism, yeah. and it's not like I don't think my family are homophobic, but it, it's that idea that like I wouldn't be living a true, authentic Jewish life mm-hmm. if I was, um, it, but like having a girlfriend because that means that I I'm not gonna have a good Jewish husband who I can have good Jewish babies with. Well,
1: it doesn't matter about the woman, does it not? Bust yeah, so people.
0: technically if I have biological children, my children will be Jewish. Exactly, so yeah. like, you know. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, we, yeah, we've talked about a lot of different things, um, topping and bottoming, um, <laughs> and whatever other, that other is. stuff
1: that comes out of bottoms. Queer
0: geographies, a lot of stuff. Um, so we and hope... regretfully, shit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, um, apologies for that. But we hope that you found any of this relatable um, and, or, or even if not, that you found it interesting. So we're going to sign off now. Um, we hope you have been, you've, you've uh, enjoyed this episode, even though I said that like three <laughs> times. I think I'm just so self-conscious that people aren't enjoying the episode. Wait, it doesn't matter. We like it feedback, matter. though. It tell, us, tell us if you think that it was interesting. Tell no, us if you think it wasn't no, that interesting. I don't care about your feedback. I'm doing this so
1: I can chat to my friend Maddie. Okay, Cat
0: doesn't. I like feedback. Cat doesn't care about feedback. Yeah, um, so we hope you have a good. We have a good week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.